Stealing is okay. Not really, but when it comes to the banjo, we can steal techniques from it and apply them to the guitar. And that's what today's show is all about. Today, you'll be stealing, rather borrowing techniques from the banjo and applying them to your guitar. So get your finger picks, get your guitar in open G tuning, and let's go. Hey, TAC family, this is episode 296 of the Acoustic Tuesday Show, a show packed full of inspiration and fun designed to help you get more progress, fulfillment, and joy from your acoustic guitar journey. Throughout today's episode, I'll keep you in the loop with some acoustic news you can use, including a treasure trove of new music. This is no exaggeration. Also, a series of oddball, crazy, bizarre guitars and much, much more. But first, I gotta get my guitar, you gotta get your guitar, go ahead and get it in open G tuning, and together, we'll pilfer some banjo techniques and see how they lay out on the guitar. So I had asked you to get into open G tuning, and if for whatever reason you're having a hard time doing that, don't worry, let's go through it together. Take your low E string, drop it down to a D, your A string, drop it down to a G, your D string stays the same, your G string stays the same, B string stays the same, your high E string goes down to a D. So again, low to high, we have D, G, D, G, B, D. Strum all six strings, boom, you've got a wonderful G major chord, hence the name open G tuning. Now, if this is your first foray into open G tuning, before we go any further, I want to remind you that episode 295 of the Acoustic Tuesday Show, last week's episode, I went through chord shapes in open G tuning. I went through scale shapes in open G tuning. I gave you a basic roadmap so that when you get in this tuning, you have some landing points. So if you haven't checked that out, please do check that out first because it will help you make these picking hand techniques come alive. And since I just said picking hand techniques, that's our focus for today. We're gonna to be looking at picking hand techniques from the bluegrass banjo world and the claw hammer banjo world and applying them to the guitar. We're gonna kick things off with looking at four different bluegrass banjo techniques. And they're all really, think of when I say techniques, think of it as uh, um, rolls or, or, or picking patterns for your picking hand. Uh, finger picking patterns, essentially, uh, but they're called rolls in the bluegrass banjo world. There's four of them. We're going to start out with one of the most common, one of the most um, applicable rolls when it comes to the banjo and guitar, and that's called the square roll. Okay, and, and you'll notice that this is uh, very much akin to an alternating bass pattern that you would play when you're playing finger style guitar. My thumb's going to start on that middle D string. I'm gonna hit that, and then the thumb's gonna move to the G string. Just bouncing back and forth. One, two, three, four. One, two, three, four. Not much there, doesn't sound like much because we're not done yet. I just want to give you the foundation. So for every time our thumb activates a string, either our index or middle will activate one of the high strings. So when my thumb hits the D string, my index is gonna hit the B. When my thumb hits that middle G string, my middle finger is going to hit the high D string. So we have thumb, index, thumb, middle. Thumb, index, thumb, middle. Thumb, index, thumb, middle. Or if you want to count along with it, one and two and three and four and. 
Now, I'm gonna take a quick sequence of chords here. Um, I'll just show them to you real quick. And again, if you're looking for more info on OpenG specifically, chord shapes, scale shapes, etc., check out episode 295. Uh, so for the chord demos here, I'm gonna start out with open. First fret of the B string, second fret of the high D string. Take that shape, slide it up two frets. First fret, rather, third fret of the B string, fourth fret of the high D. And then we're gonna bar the fifth fret at, um, we're rather gonna bar the B and the D string on the fifth fret. So I'll go ahead and execute that square pattern, that square roll pattern with these chord shapes. Start out open. First position. Second. Bar. great way to practice that and kind of get some some musical uh, musical practice for these roles I'm going to show you so there we have the square roll again it's very much a, it's very much a finger style guitar pattern that finds itself at home on the banjo and now we're taking it from the banjo and bringing it back to the guitar notice I am using finger picks to get more of a, a banjo-y sound the next roll we're gonna look at is called the forward roll again this is a pattern of fingers on your picking hand the forward roll will go as follows thumb index middle thumb index middle thumb index and for the sake of demonstration my thumb will be on the G string index the B middle the high D starting out on the open strings the forward roll sounds like this okay thumb index middle thumb index middle thumb index or one and two and three Take that same exact roll over the chord shapes I just showed you, starting with open, second and first fret, third and fourth, and fifth. Would sound like this. That's the forward roll. If we have a forward roll, we've got to have a backwards roll. And the backward roll is, well, just backwards from the forward roll. Uh, we're gonna start on our middle finger and go middle, index, thumb, middle, index, thumb, middle, index. Okay, on open strings, it would sound like this. Middle, index, thumb, middle, index, thumb, middle, index. Or one and two and three and four and. Again, with the chord shapes, it would sound like this. your backward roll. The final roll we're gonna look at is a combination of the forward and the backward. We start out with a backward roll. When we go, or rather we start out with a forward roll. When our thumb hits the bass string again, we switch to a backward roll. So here's, here's, how, it's, here's how it is with the fingers and then I'll show you on the guitar. It's thumb, index, middle, thumb, middle, index, thumb, middle. It's a lot to keep track of, but we'll go through it slowly. Don't worry. Starting on the open strings, my thumb will be on the G string, index the B, middle the high D. Sounds like this. Thumb, index, middle, thumb, middle, index, thumb, middle. I'll play through it a little bit quicker. You can kind of get this sense of forward and backward. Here's how it sounds. You'll 
you'll notice that the thumb it really acts as a pivot point, almost a hinge. You start forward, then you move backward, right? Let me go ahead and show you how that sounds with the count. I'll, I'll first name the fingers, then I'll count along with it like I have been so far. Here's how that sounds with the finger names. Thumb, index, middle, thumb, middle, index, thumb, middle, thumb, index, middle, thumb, middle, index, thumb, middle. Or if you want to count along with it, one and two and three and four and one and two and three and four and. And with the chord shapes, it's a great way, again, to musically exercise this pattern that would sound like this. Again, just using those mini chords as a way to get some music along with these patterns. So we have the square roll. We've got the forward roll, the backward roll, and the forward backward roll. And that wraps up our techniques from the bluegrass banjo world. Now let's go ahead and look at some techniques from the claw hammer banjo world. Uh, side note, this is not going to be a comprehensive guide of, of techniques, okay? I'm showing you very basic versions of these rolls. There are different combinations. You can activate different strings. There's a lot of different things involved in, in if we're looking at a, a very in-depth analysis of bluegrass banjo. That's not the point here. The point here is to take some basics from the bluegrass banjo world and apply them to the guitar. The same is going to be true for the claw hammer banjo techniques that I'm going to show you. So we're going to start out with the basic claw hammer strum. Um, you can call it the bum ditty. Uh, I like to call it the brush thumb. There's a lot of different names for it, but whatever keeps it, you know, organized in your mind is what I want you to use. We're going to start out using the top of our index finger, brushing the strings, and our thumb is going to catch that fifth string, that, G, that low G string, and activate it. So with claw hammer banjo, you're going to be using, again, the top of your index finger or middle finger, whichever is more comfortable for you, and your thumb is kind of used as a catch, right? You're going to catch that bass string and just very gently pluck it. So it's going to sound like this. It's going to be a brush, thumb, brush, thumb, brush, thumb, brush, thumb, brush, thumb, brush, thumb. Now, I'm not flinging the strings, right? I'm not going like that. I'm using the weight of my hand and gravity to go through the strings trying to maintain as little tension as I possibly can in my picking hand. Now the interesting, interesting thing about this is that we're activating the bass on the AND beat, which is very odd because if you play fingerstyle guitar, 90% of the time your thumb is activating the strings on the downbeat, the numbered beat, right? So, but if I count along with this claw hammer pattern, the basic brush thumb, it's one and two and three and four and. And this is very signature of claw hammer banjo. This is part of that signature unique sound that the claw hammer banjo offers. Let's go ahead and take this, this um, brush thumb to those chord shapes that I've showed you before. So we have open, First and second fret, third and fourth, fifth. Okay, basic brush thumb from the claw hammer banjo world. Next, we'll look at single notes. And it's the same mechanics, but instead of brushing the strings, you're targeting a single string. We're going to do open, second, fourth, and fifth on that high D string. The mechanics are the same, so let's just focus on the open strings right now. We're going to hit the high D string with the top of our index finger nail, or middle, 
whichever's more comfortable, and alternate that against the thumb on that G string, the low G string. So it'll sound like this. One and two and three and four and note thumb, note thumb, note thumb, note thumb. We'll do the same sequence of notes, but just focusing on that high D string. It's gonna be open, second, fourth, fifth. Okay. Now the magic comes when we alternate the single note with, with the brush thumb, combining words again. So I'll have you take those same chords and we'll just combine a single note on the first time round. So it's gonna go note, thumb, brush, thumb. Note, thumb, brush, thumb. Okay, it's gonna sound like this. I'll start open. start to hear that claw hammer banjo take shape. Now this is a very, very foundational entry into claw hammer banjo. Um, by no means is this going to be a comprehensive deep dive. There's so many elements, but I will show you one more that's pretty fun. And if you're feeling accurate with your thumb, this is a great technique to steal from the claw hammer banjo world. And that's called drop thumbing. You know, so far, with this claw hammer banjo approach, our thumb has been pretty much cemented to that G string, that low G string. We're using it as a nice droney bass, and that's how you would use it on the banjo itself. That G, that fifth string on the banjo, the one that starts in the middle of the neck, is tuned to a G note, and you use it as a drone. And that's what we're using our fifth string for here. But now we're gonna actually bring the thumb down to the B string, okay? And we're gonna pluck a single note on it. So instead of just note, uh, note, thumb, brush, thumb. We're gonna go note, thumb, note, thumb. But notice my thumb went all the way down to that B string. So it's note, thumb, note, thumb. Note, thumb, note, thumb. Note, thumb, note, thumb. Note, thumb, note, thumb. This is called drop thumbing. And just this exercise alone on the open strings will help you get more of that thumb accuracy. Now you can drop your thumb to any of the strings, but for the sake of demonstration, I figured let's just stick to those two high strings since those are where our chord shapes are. And speaking of that, let me go ahead and go through this drop thumbing with those chord shapes. And you'll start to hear this come alive. It's gonna sound like this. And you start to mix that up with different brushes and things like that, and all of a sudden you hear banjo, right? You hear claw hammer style banjo. It would sound like this. very wonderful technique that really helps you look at a different perspective of open G tuning, a completely different perspective when it comes to guitar playing. I do hope these techniques helped you out. Again, I don't expect you to have these techniques under your fingers immediately. This was more of a, a survey of what's available to you. I wanted you to try these things out to see if, hey, maybe, maybe one of these things would spark a fire in you and you'll start to pursue a different style of guitar. Maybe take your guitar playing in a different direction that would, I don't know, be a catalyst for some new creativity. So in the comments below, let me know what you thought, which technique stood out to you as one that, gosh, I'm gonna start using this, or one that you wanna start to learn maybe a little bit more in depth. Um, let me know in the comments below, and as you're typing in your comments, I'll go ahead and get ready for some acoustic news you can use. We'll kick off acoustic news you can use with some guitars that break 
the mold in a big bad way. Now, I found this video from Tom Sands where he actually had people submit their guitar builds so he could react to them. And these guitars run the gamut from traditional, think archtop style guitars to guitars that have a, a blackboard on them. No joke. Uh, this is no exaggeration. Let's go ahead and look at a quick clip of that very video. Recently picked up this book, um, Guitar, The Shape of Sound. And uh, in here is one of uh, Nikolai Shaw's guitars. And uh, he is just a, a, a pioneer. Here's Nikolai's work, The Owl, The Owl, uh, in this book, um, Guitar, The Shape of Sound. This guitar, I believe, is called The Future. Um, and you can kind of see why. This is just a really radical instrument um, made using non-tropical timbers, milk paints, chalk paints, na everything's natural, everything is handmade, um, hand-wound pickups, which kind of slide all about the place to give you all different tones and all this kind of thing. I mean, it's even got a blackboard on the back, you know, when you want to write down your musical ideas. So let's give um, the, the future a listen. I don't think I've actually heard this guitar, so I'm, I'm quite intrigued. Like it's got like a is that like a fretless section in the middle? Hats off, Nikolai! If you've done it again, amazing, beautiful. Love that recording. You got to check out the full video because there are guitars that I don't think. I could even dream up. And I don't even know how the builders dreamt them up. Make sure to check out that full video. It's on Tom Sands' YouTube channel. Next up, some new music from Coulter Wall. He has a new album entitled Little Songs coming out on July 14th. Well, he released a new song off of that album, and I am in love. The song is called Corraling, Corraling, Corral, Corraling. Wow, that's a tough word to say. The song is called Corraling the Blues, and here it is. When the days are closed and I'm all alone, you can guess where my mind wanders to. And it's a feeling I've known since before I was grown. I'm howling. Growling the blues. Another of my favorite artists just released another new song. Yes, on July 21st, Molly Tuttle and Golden Highway are releasing an album named City of Gold. Well, they released a new track off of that album named Next Rodeo, and it is awesome. It has been on repeat for me, and I just, I'm in love with the tune. I mean, it's, it's actually funny. As I'm talking about it, I'm, I'm noticing the similarity. We have corralling the blues, you know, corral makes me think of cowboys and stuff. And then next rodeo, well, next rodeo makes me think of cowboys and stuff. I don't know. There's probably a little connection there, but anyways, you got to hear the song. Here is Next Rodeo by Molly Tuttle and Golden Highway. Love comes easy if it comes at all, and I've seen you on the floor of this old dance hall. You're long and tall with a steady hand, but I don't want another wanted man. Whoa, whoa, whoa.
And rounding out the artists that I always talk about, I feel like it's the trifecta. We've got Coulter Wall, Molly Tuttle, and next up, Billy Strings. No, it's not a new song, but I got footage of him playing Doc Watson's guitar. There was a, a, a guitar gathering of sorts. I believe Brian Sutton was responsible for it in uh, North Carolina. I think it's at the Brevard Music Center. Maybe it's called the Blue Ridge Flat Picking Camp. I'm not entirely sure. I, I'm pretty sure. Anyways, the idea is it's a camp for flat pickers, and there are some heavy hitting instructors. You got Brian Sutton, uh, Billy Strings was there. I don't know if he was teaching, but he was there. You've got Jake Eddy, you've got Marcel Ardens, I believe is his last name. Lessons with Marcel, you're likely familiar with him. I mentioned him on the show before. Well, they were at this camp and somehow, some way, I don't know how it happened, Doc Watson's guitar was there. So I saw pictures of Jake playing Doc Watson's guitar, Marcel playing Doc Watson's guitar, Brian Sutton playing Doc Watson's guitar, and of course, Billy String. Billy Strings playing Doc Watson's guitar. And luckily enough, a video, there was video documentation. Uh, Billy Strings playing Doc Watson's guitar was captured on video. You have to hear it because yes, you hear Billy Strings playing, but the tone is so Doc. It's just so Doc. I, it's just, the guitar is amazing. Having Billy play it is amazing and you get to see it. Here it is. when I get excited about a news story because my brain runs like 30 paces faster than my mouth and I just can't get it out fast enough. I can't speak fast enough to communicate my excitement. Nonetheless, I'm working on it. Okay, after that first dose of acoustic news you can use, it's time to see what the TAC family is working on today. Every single week within Tony's Acoustic Challenge, the TAC family works on the five essential skills that help you learn songs faster. On Mondays, they do a technique challenge, Tuesdays, a guitar lick challenge, Wednesdays, an improvisation challenge, Thursdays, a rhythm guitar challenge, and Fridays, a chord transition challenge. Today is Tuesday. They are working on a guitar lick, and here it is. Your Tuesday Tack Guitar Lick Challenge is entitled Driver's Ed. It's an awesome, moody, bluesy lick in the key of D. Not moody blues, but moody and bluesy. Now, this lick does use drop D tuning, so before you try it out, make sure to take your low E string and drop it to a D note so that it matches your middle D string. Now, there's two things I want you to be on the lookout for uh, as I play through this lick. The first one is that, again, I wanna reiterate, it does involve drop D tuning. And the second thing is, is that on my picking hand, you'll notice me doing a forward roll, something that the Tack family is working on all week. Okay, here's how the lick sounds. As you can tell, it's a pretty lengthy guitar lick. And this is almost less about the lick and more about the options that it opens up for you. 
I'll show you what I'm talking about here in a moment. But first, TAC family, if you want to learn this note for note, please log in. This is your daily challenge. Click on Start Challenge. That'll take you directly to the teaching video. And once you get it under your fingers, you can move to the play along video. Pick a speed that's comfortable for you today. And don't forget to pull up the tab by clicking on that link in the lower right hand corner, or rather click on the icon in the lower right hand corner. Okay. So this lick, yes, it's almost like a, it actually almost feels like a solo guitar piece and it very much can, it very much can function as that. But what I want you to look at is what this lick allows you to do, or rather the, the, um, the concept that it hints at, and that is playing notes out of a chord position, chord modification. Okay. So all I'm doing for this is I'm holding down that D chord and you'll notice I'm ignoring the high E string, which allows me to fret the G string with my index finger and my middle finger on the B string. Okay. I have that nice drop D tuning. It's really moody already. And I can access notes such as the fifth fret on the D, third fret on the D, open D, third fret on the uh, A, open A, third fret on the low D, and then open D, right? So what that allows me to do is add these wonderful bluesy notes to the chord. So it's a great way to use this lick. So rather than look at using this lick verbatim in a song or verbatim in maybe a song you're writing or just a, a piece you're performing, I want you to almost look at it as a creative launching pad of sorts. Okay. So I want you to enjoy this lick, have a blast with it. Again, you can use it as I played it, or you can use it in your own way, i.e. picking different notes, but still maybe using that forward roll, which brings me to a very valid and, um, related point on your guitar journey. And that is this, you know, if you're sitting down to work on something and it takes you in a different direction, it's okay to follow that direction. You know, your guitar journey doesn't have to be so rigid. You know, I think about this a lot when I think very early on when I was trying to learn songs and I'd be learning these songs and you know what? The song wouldn't really be grabbing my attention. I'd get a part that was interesting and then I'd feel like, I just don't want to finish this. It's not fun anymore. It's okay to stop and switch directions. It's okay to take what you already learned with that song and have it direct you in a completely different way. That's okay. Think of it like reading books. You know, there's no sense in starting a book, getting to chapter three, realizing you don't like the book and finishing it. it seems like a waste of time, right? So why wouldn't you apply that same thing to your guitar playing? If you like the book, if you like the song, keep learning it. If you end up not really digging the song and you feel like it's not jiving with you, switch directions. It's okay. There are no rules. It's all about making music and it's all about making fun your top priority. Because if you have fun, that'll keep you coming back to the guitar. That means you'll have a regular guitar routine. And we know that consistency is the key to progress. So make sure to continue having fun. Your second dose of acoustic news kicks off with an AI generated story. No, AI didn't write the story. I don't know much about AI. I actually am scared of it. Um, that's besides the point, but basically AI was prompted to age musicians that have passed away. So what would they look like as older versions of themselves? I don't even know if I'm saying this correctly. I don't even know where this stuff comes from, but I wanted to share it with you because, well, it was, it was interesting, maybe bizarre even. Uh, first up is Jimi Hendrix at 82 years old. Next, we have Janis Joplin at 80 years old. 
uh, John Lennon at 83 years old. We've got Freddie Mercury at 77 years old. Uh, Prince at 65 years old. Elvis Presley at 88 years old. I don't see this one. This one seems like a little bit of a far reach for me, but I don't know. I mean, who's to know? It's all it's all made up. It's imaginary, right? Uh, next up, Jim Morrison at 80 years old. Uh, we have Tupac at 52 years old. Kurt Cobain at 56 years old and rounding things out with Marvin Gaye at 84 years old. What do you think? Did AI do a good job? I don't know. It's just interesting. I don't know. It's just interesting. It's like one of those things that I saw and I was like, I can't not look at this. And I, I, I mean, I wanted to share it with you because, I don't know, thought-provoking maybe? Maybe that's the word I was looking for. Anyways, uh, moving right along to the real world, um, we have a new fiddle player for the Punch Brothers. I just saw this post before I sat down to film the show, and I was like, you know what? I love the Punch Brothers. I've mentioned their music a ton on the show, and they're getting a new fiddle player. Here's the story. Dearest Punch Kin, obviously this is from a Punch Brothers post. Dearest Punch Kin, we wanted to share some news with you. Our beloved bandmate of all 18 years of Punch Brothers, Gabe Witcher, has decided it's time for the next step in his musical journey. We feel so lucky to have been able to build this band with him and will continue to look to him for inspiration as we move forward with a new sibling, the extraordinary Brittany Haas. Our last shows with Gabe will be at this year's Telluride Bluegrass Festival, where the idea for Punch Brothers was born. So you'll be able to join us in celebrating his ongoing awesomeness via KOTO FM's live stream of our main stage, our main stage set Sunday, June 18th. Gabbers, we love you and are forever in awe of you. We can't wait to hear what's next. Britt, welcome aboard. You're freaking amazing, and we're so excited to start mixing up the next batch of Punch with you. Gratefully, y'alls, Punch Brothers. I think this is awesome. To have one musician move forward and break new musical ground for themselves, and to have another awesome musician step in and fill that space, it's just so cool. It's just so darn cool. And speaking of that other musician, Brittany Haas, that brings me to the next story I have for you. And that is Brittany Haas released a new album with her sister, Natalie. The album is entitled Haas, H-A-A-S. I recommend you go get it right now. And if you need a little push over the edge, take a listen to this track entitled The Volunteer. It is sonic deliciousness. Like I said, I had a treasure trove of new music to share with you. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you are pre-ordering those albums. I have certainly done so, and I can't wait. I feel like when you pre-order an album, it's like Christmas. You almost forget that you ordered it, and then when it releases, it shows up at your door. It's just kind of neat. 
And I think on those notes, it's a great time to wrap up the Acoustic Tuesday show for today. But first, you know what I'm going to say. It's time to take a sneak peek into next week. And next week on the Acoustic Tuesday show is the conclusion of our banjo Sode series. Yes, banjo Sode Part 4 is next week on the Acoustic Tuesday show. And you're thinking to yourself, Tone, you've covered everything so far. What's left? Well, I need to give you a list of who to listen to in the banjo world. And that's what's happening next week on the Acoustic Tuesday show. Remember, you can catch Acoustic Tuesday every single Tuesday at 10 a.m. Mountain Time. Before I let you go for today, please do remember this. Your guitar success, however you define it for yourself, is directly related to your guitar routine. So please invest the time in developing your guitar routine and make sure to have fun every single day that you play. Thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you for sharing your valuable time with me. Thank you for being a guitar geek, and I'll see you next Tuesday on the Acoustic Tuesday Show. Cheers to you, Guitar Geeks Unite.